And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to get in on that. Uh, on the uh, Laker banner because I'm actually. Oh yeah, I'm, right, offend, right, right. I'm offended by it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We back. It's Hoops to Jason. It's David Aldridge in D.C. It's Marcus in the Bay. Our man, Jay Adonde, back with us to talk hoops. What's up, Jay? From Chicago. What up, what up? The Bulls are hot. The Bulls are hot. Kobe White also. The Bulls are back, baby. The Bulls are back. (laughs) Easy, Romeo. I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) But at least they're being competitive again. It's a step up from lately. Is it a? It's not a coincidence that this is happening where your man Zach is on the shelf, is it? It, it just doesn't <laughs> bode well. And uh, to Wilbon, this, this doesn't exactly help the trade value of that. Right, right, right. You know, hey, hey, we we've got this injured guy who uh, the team seems to be coalescing without. Seems <laughs> <laughs> so, to be um, doing just fine he, without him. <laughs> what will you give us for him? <laughs> <laughs> Man, man. So, yeah, man, Kobe White, Patrick Williams coming, uh, finally showing up. You know, it looks like they got some – they got – their young guys are starting to uh, figure it out a little bit. You know, they need to do it. Just attach Kobe White to the deal. You're good. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't right, want to send right. him anytime soon. But, right. yeah, he, he's he's been playing great, been, been very aggressive, um, you know, really stepping in, I think, to a leadership role and, and – one of the things I really like about this team that there was a clip of, of Alice Caruso in the locker room afterward, and he was kind of joking about Kobe White, but lovingly, and you you could see the bonding of this team, you know. And I, I'm I'm big on locker room and chemistry and all that stuff, and that's something we're seeing from this team that you know I'm not sure has been there, you know, much of the last two years, uh, especially with Lonzo Ball out, and then you know with Caruso hurt too. And, and I think the the kind of the intangibles and the chemistry that he brings to that team, the way he elevates a team in ways that aren't evident in the box score, I think we're starting to see again. It seems it's it's weird to me, Jay. Like, look, everybody, nobody can survive when their best players get hurt. Every team is vulnerable to that. But it just seems to me like they have just like stopped. They just ceased to function as a franchise because Lonzo Ball is hurt. And I'm like, yo, like, I get it. Like, he's a really good player, but damn, you got to still play. Like, you can't just say, well, we're just done now. We can't do nothing. You know, like, and they I think Lonzo Ball was, he had like a multiplier effect, though. The, the thing with him that was evident from the first time we saw him in the summer league playing with the Lakers was just how quickly the ball gets out of his hands. And, and I just yeah. love that. He gets the ball and he just cannot wait to release the ball and get it moving somewhere else, somewhere more opportune for a shot. And I just think that spreads throughout a team. And I think that's the impact. It was, it was particularly noticeable to me with the Bulls. But I think that's everywhere he's been. Uh, and when you lose that, it just feels like everything slows down a little bit. And yeah. people start to get a little bit more selfish. And mm-hmm. it's just not as lively. And so that's why I think his impact 
again, like Caruso, it, it's just so much bigger than than the tangibles. It, it's just kind of this, this unseen effect that he has. Okay, okay. We've had enough fun here. All right. We, we <laughs> I, I get the Bulls love, but I mean, they're the 11th seed. We're still blowing this thing up, right? <laughs> like DeMar DeRozan is still time to go, right? Like, what are we doing here? It's cute and all. You beat the Sixers, but you're not doing anything in the East after giving everybody a raise. That that's that's an end of the season problem. I think that's long term, or at the very least, a trade deadline issue with, with Demar Derozan. Yeah, we we can postpone that. I'm, Marcus, man, you don't understand when winter hits, and we're definitely in the throes of winter now in Chicago. <laughs> it needs something to feel good about. To light I up your, at home, okay, no joke. Is it? <laughs> Marcus, when, when it gets dark at five o'clock, so I, I saw that. <laughs> We're in the midst of Chicago has a run. I think it's 84 straight days where the sun will set before 5 p.m. And so when that hits, you know, <laughs> you need something in those evening hours. So if the Bulls can provide some entertainment amidst the darkness, that the onset of which happens before 5 o'clock, like, you're not even done with the workday and it's right. dark. You realize how it's depressing dark. that is? So it's anything that can bring a little light, a little levity, a little holiday cheer, uh, we're take. So, yeah, they beat the Sixers. They absorbed a 40-piece from Joel Embiid and still managed to prevail. They almost beat the Heat down in Miami. Took their old boy Jimmy Butler, close you know, last-second shot to knock them off. But they they played well and obviously were very competitive in that game. So just those signs. It, it, it's funny. Just a couple of years ago when, when you had that, that influx of, of Ball and Caruso and that team, it, it was just nice to see life and energy back to the United Center because it had just been dismal. For a while, but uh, yeah. any little bit of hope of entertainment that the Bulls can provide to the city amid the winter winter darkness, uh, we'll take it. Look, Let I'm us bask, Marcus. <laughs> we hey, basking. Hey. We basking. We out here. Hey, it's about it's about maybe a quarter inch of rain out here in the Bay. We out here suffering. So oh, I can't yeah. even imagine. Just, just, I can't hey, even imagine. Native California, and I know how it's things just, fall apart with a little it's rain. It's just right. awful. Little rain, oh, like, God, what will I do? Drive. Let me go to the $2 billion like, oh, arena tonight and watch Steph Curry this. play. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I share hardship. in your suffering, sir, right? <laughs> Man, so look, it's important. I agree with you, Jay. I've said this for many years. Marcus knows it. The Midwest those cities, you need to have a reason to put your coat on in the middle of January <laughs> to go bring your little kids out to go see somebody do something because it's cold out there, man. <laughs> like, it's funny. I, I did a story when I was at ESPN. I, I did a tour of, of three small markets and, and just talked about what type of prospects or you know, what it looked like for them. So I went to New Orleans, I went to Charlotte, and I went to Milwaukee. And a, a, a fan in Milwaukee that I talked to is was, was as candid as, as – anything i've ever heard from anybody he said look you know it's milwaukee there's not a lot to do here you know mm -hmm. all we're looking for is a team just give us a team that goes out and plays hard and that'll do you know we we don't expect greatness we don't expect championships you know let, just, just give us a team that plays hard and and that'll make it worth the trip you know make it worth our while at least and then lo and behold a few years later of course they get Giannis Antetokounmpo and you know now they're they're an elite team um they got their once once every other generation, generation. superstar right, that they yeah, get up yeah. there, like not even every yeah, generation, right. you know, it's like every right. other generation. Kareem, 
Giannis. And, and Kareem and then Giannis. Like, right. you know, like alcohol. Like, those are the only names whenever Giannis does something statistically. Yeah, skip the generation, Marcus. You know, like 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 that 64 he had the other night. Like that was Kareem's record he broke, I assume, right? Although Kareem doesn't have like a lot of 50 Although, point I, games. Was it Kareem? I, I don't know. I don't know if it was Kareem I or Marcus. Was oh, you know who it was? It, it was it was was it Marcus? I thought it was I Kareem. Don't, no, it wasn't Kareem, actually. It was um um uh, God, the the the, the left handed shooter that he was on the the redeem team, uh, the guard. Oh, wow. Michael, oh, Red. Michael Red. Michael Red. Yeah, that's who that's who had the record actually. Um, wow. But but you know certainly he's not in that category with Kareem. To me, it was like Kareem in the seventies and then yeah. Giannis no, these last few years. years. But but like, it's, that's like, two, that, that, like in NBA lifespans, that's like five yeah. generations, right? Yeah, like like in the real world. I would say you know it skipped two True. generations. No, that you're right, Marcus. That team at the at, with Ray Allen and and uh, Big Dog. They've and, had some good Michelle. players, but, but that was a generational star. Yeah, 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 it wasn't right? no, but it was a good team. It was a good team. They made the conference hey. finals. I mean, you know, that was a very good team. So you know what it they, sounds they, like this this Midwestern struggle that I'm hearing about, Da. You know what it sounds like? It sounds <laughs> like Chicago should have really won the end season tournament because they could have really used the moment. Of could raise the, the banner. banner, right? <laughs> you you put your coat on for the end season <laughs> go tournament see the, banner. Go don't see the you banner raising. Don't you like that's that's. It sounds like it sounds like Chicago needed that moment. Maybe Indiana <laughs> needed that moment, right? Like, yeah, because well, anyone but the Lakers and the Celtics the needed it or could have used it. Uh, guys, I, I was when I first found out that they were going to have the banner for the for the in season tournament in LA. I, I I was annoyed. And then actually seeing it go up there on the wall among all those championship banners, I'm offended. Yes. Like it, it, it angers me. And seeing it, I don't know why I had this visceral reaction to it. But I'm offended <laughs> seeing it up there because it just goes against everything that the Lakers are about. I'll never forget Kobe Bryant one year. They won the Pacific Division, whoop de doo And somebody said, hey, Kobe, you won the Pacific Division tonight. You clinched it. Kobe said, we don't hang divisions. You know, just the disdain that he said, like, don't waste fabric hanging a banner for a Pacific Division title in LA. That's not what we do. We wait for the big ones. They don't hang conference banners no. for the Lakers. You wait for the big piece of fabric big, that says that you're a champion. And to, to have this up there, it, it it just it's just inappropriate. And and seeing it there just you know, I, I, I go back to the form and the banners that they had there and they, they looked they pretty much the same as the ones that you see. They actually left them behind. I, I think it was something contractual that they had to leave the old banners and the old retired jerseys in the form when they left Inglewood and, and, and came to uh, what was then the Staples Center. And I, I just can't imagine this banner in the form with, with those great classic I banners. Just, and, I, and it just, just angers said- me to see it up there. It shouldn't be there. <laughs> You won seven before, games in the regular season. I know. I can't. I can't show it. To, well, I don't know if y'all can see this. Maybe y'all can see this. Hold on. Let me see if I find. Anyway, it's the Celtics. When I was when we, the last time the Celtics were in the finals against Golden State, um, it was we were they had us up in the rafters. It was the first time <laughs> we had oh, ever yeah, been. I had there. ever. I remember that. Yeah. We were up in the rafters, and I remember just saying, "You know, I've looked at these. I've looked at these banners." for 30 years, but I've never seen them up here. And it was so powerful to watch the Celtics banners. I'm just looking at just 1961 world champion, 1957 world champion, <laughs> 1959 world champion, 1968 world champion. Like just 
That's all and they that's hang it, up right? there. Just, just the championships and the numbers, the retired numbers. The one time, it. the one time I did hockey, Jay, and this was like when I was at the post and when we had money, right? And so the Caps had just started to be good. So they were in one conference semifinal. And they sent me to the other one, which was Montreal and Boston, to see who would Ooh. if the Caps won, they would play one of those teams in the conference. Did you go to Montreal Forum, dude. I went to the old forum. Ooh. All they said was "Cup the Moon, Cup the Moon, Cup the Moon, <laughs> Cup the Moon," over and over again. They have no division banners. They didn't even have divisions back then. We don't hang divisions. We don't that's hang where, divisions. That's where. That's where you curmudgeons need to catch up. This ain't a division <laughs> banner. It's not a conference banner. This is the tournament of tournaments. This go. is the this is the in season tournament. This it's, is the NBA like Cup. It's baby. Like, like Nate Robinson getting his jersey yeah, retired at summer. This ain't the Pacific Division. <laughs> this is this is bigger than rap. What are you talking about? And it was uh, black. A, a, Pacific, a Pacific Division. <laughs> I mean, to me, that that even is worth more though, because I mean, that's something that no you earn over the course of eighty games. I mean, this this is a few games, you know, in November and December. You're gonna hang it back. So my favorite banner story, actually, if, from a team that did hang a divisional banner. So the Sacramento Kings, they won the Pacific Division in 2002, and they got that banner up quick. And it was huge. <laughs> I think they eventually scaled it down. It was like I, I the think... Wizards. It was like the WNBA attendance banner that was. <laughs> this banner was huge. I, I think they eventually scaled it down. The the banner that you see today, and, and they they hung another one when they won the division last year. But um, the the one that you might see today, I don't think is as big as the original one. But it was so big, and so we're up there for a playoff series, and it's morning shoot around. And uh, I was sitting next to a, a Fox uh, cameraman from the local Fox uh, Fox Sports Channel, and Shaq's across the way, and he's changing his shoes after shoot around, and the cameraman's shooting him, and then Shaq looks up, sees the camera, and he points up, and the, ca- the cameraman looks around like, "What's that?" Shaq, pan the camera up. So the cameraman pans up to the big old huge Kings Pacific Division banner. He pans back down to Shaq. And Shaq just makes a face like, ooh, I'm so scared. Ooh, the big Pacific Division champions. I'm afraid. (laughs) Anytime you have a banner that can be mocked, maybe you shouldn't hang it. And that's the thing. No one's mocking any of the Lakers championship banners. No No one's mocking anybody's championship. But this this in-season tournament banner is subject to mocking. That should, and that be, should be that your standard. It's uh, mockable. Like a, it's a mockable banner. They low key are rocking. They low key are mocking Lakers banners because where it's located is kind of foul. George Mikan is rolling over in his grave. They put it with the Minneapolis Lakers banners. Like <laughs> <laughs> they put it over. I was like, geez, it's like it's like these these blue and you know the, the little pastel they got blue them joints. yellow banner. They move that joke to the side and put the in season tournament in the gap. I was like, ouch. But that was my thing. I was ouch. like, where are they going to hang it? So, I mean, they had, they had to rearrange. They should have put it there. like way on another side. In see, it, so that should be a display in the concourse section somewhere yes. next to like. Next to like a really nice high end hamburger spot. That's where it should be. Like, right so there. I have a reverence. There's certain things that should be reserved for certain things. So that's why I was also offended when Pat Beverly jumped on the scorers table after they won the, the play in game, right? Because I was raised, you did that after you won the big thing. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant never jumped on the scorers table until they actually won the championship. I know like Kevin Garnett got up there after I think they advanced to the conference finals for the first time in the Timberwolves history. We've seen some other people. Your boy Gavin Maloof got up there after they won 
like a game during the series. <laughs> the owner got a table dance during that that great two thousand. The only table dance he got. <laughs> I remember he said, "He said, I know. He said, it's a no, it's a little early, but it's our time now." The like, oh, a little, little premature there. That's why you want to wait. That's why you want to wait until there are no more games left okay, to be played a, until a, you jump I'm on the Push back a little bit. Uh, I'm going to push back I'm, a little I'm bit. With you, DA. Come on. Minnesota ain't go. Minnesota ain't Let making that conference. <laughs> Ain't making I don't know. This year they might. They they, sure no, they this might. year they might. This year, I'm saying that season that was their Super Bowl. I felt like this I is, felt like that moment was about Patrick Beverly. That was a career that was, moment. It was Pat, that was Patrick was Beverly. So even if Minnesota make it, Patrick Beverly ain't gonna be the one standing on the, <laughs> on the thing. That was his right. personal. That, that's gonna be like, that's gonna moment. be a cat. Yeah. A cat. I mean, that's yeah, gonna yeah, be a cat jumping on the table. Can you imagine him like? That's gonna be ant jumping on the table. Do you want that to go down? Alexander Walker's jumping on on the scores table. You got like the kill Alexander Walker jumping on the scores table after they right. they win a championship. It was gonna be like, man, get out of the way. This I'm gonna push back a little table. bit because when when the when the Wizards had their one moment of glory in the last 30 years, when they when they forced the game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals, <laughs> and John Wall jumped on the table, people were killing it. I'm like, it's too early. Do y'all know how bleak it's been? This <laughs> is like the big, the biggest moment in franchise history. In but they didn't even win that series, right? <laughs> no, they lost Game Seven. Yeah. yeah. So like, anytime there's there's still L's coming your way, <laughs> that means it's too early to jump on a table. You should jump on a table when there's guess what? There's nothing that's gonna diminish that moment in retrospect. And that's when you look oh. at the pictures of Michael Jordan on the table. You look at the pictures of Kobe Bryant on the table. There was nothing when you say, well, a few days later, they took that. Nope. They were <laughs> champions. Champions. Unmockable. It's a new oh. era. We celebrate participation out here. Participation. We take all our victories. Yeah. We take us rough out here. We went through a pandemic. We taking all our wins. We celebrating <laughs> them like it's the final day. You got li- to live your life to the foot of the moment. J.A., you're going to have a moment today that's worth the scores table. Don't talk yourself out of that moment. Don't, 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 don't so rob now, yourself of that so beside, Next to podium game, you're going to have scores table. Scores <laughs> table game. Yeah, yeah, scores table when you win a championship. Scores and I believe, game. you know, it, it, I celebrate the little things. So, you know, I, I, I was out in Maui last week and uh, um, playing a little golf. Had a nice couple greens of regulation. You know, like those are rare for me. You know, like, like Minnesota Timberwolves playoff series victories. So, like, yeah, I took a picture and <laughs> smiled and posted on Instagram because I had a green regulate, but like that ain't jumping on a table. I didn't get myself <laughs> a green jacket because I hit a green regulation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You didn't go in like the butler cabin. That was a celebration. <laughs> I, I had a big smile and I took a picture. You didn't have Hootie Johnson. I'm not hoisting up a cup. I'm not donning a green jacket. No, man. There's appropriate levels of celebration. Like, right, I'm not big on, on baseball teams. You know, you win a division. They win that divisional series. Like, popping champagne after every round. The wild man, card, division yeah, round. It's a long LCS, season. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Keep the champagne Damn. on ice. First of all, that's just a lot of champagne. Like. I'm going to push back on it because when I, when the Nationals finally won a game in the playoffs, it was, a, it was the play-in game basically, right, to get to the division series. They went buck wild in the locker room. They popped champagne, and I was all there for it. I was for it because they ain't won nothing till then. That's the first thing they actually won. So so good for them. Pop the champagne. I'm not mad at him. And low, they went on to win low the standards, Series. low ambition, no ambition having like <laughs> popping champagne early. <laughs> Speaking of which, JR, are you buying the Timberwolves as legit? I mean, they're 20 and five. Uh, is this is this real as it feels? I can see them in the conference finals this year so which you know by by their standards that means you jump on the table <laughs> they're gonna be on the scores table again do, do you hang I'll a banner for i'll go to the finals? nap in, the, in may that's, that's nice up there in may nice oh it was lovely there. so so the you know their lone trip to the conference finals they played the lakers so i covered that series it was beautiful i loved yeah. going out there like it was it was entirely different like i don't yes. think i'd ever been there <laughs> Outside of the you know winter month basketball season before I was I had a whole new appreciation for Minneapolis. You know, it was nice. We we were there for the uh for NABJ a few years back. Um it, it oh, was nice. Yes, well. Yeah, yeah I I, I like Min- even even in wintertime, I like Minneapolis, actually. You know, that that, 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 that visit was that visit was marred <laughs> by chicanery and lies, but we're not gonna go into that. <laughs> the, the NABJ one? Yes, in Minneapolis. The oh, last yeah, one. I'm, all right, I'm gonna have you know, to. Uh, you know the we'll, story. We'll have that offline. We'll have that story <laughs> offline. <laughs> Things were promised that weren't delivered upon. So. <laughs> but yes, it's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the purple palace, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was very disappointing. Yes, <laughs> that was very yes. disappointing. But um, there's a picture of me and and um, Kim Bardekian at a, at the award ceremony. We were thrilled because neither of us had had the pleasure of seeing someone in person in concert. And we were like, oh, we're going to finally get to see this person in concert live <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> so uh, we, we, can, we can share those details. I have, I have a way to connect it to the NBA, too. Uh, okay. A couple of couple of all-star uh, Marcus, do you know this memories. story, by the way? Do you you, you know want to tell story, it, Dave? They, they, they no, used to tell no, it. No, they, they're not, tell I'll it, tell them my all-star. Have not. You, you, you tell it. You tell it. You, you're the one that thought oh, of this. You... I will just say that it was intimated quite strongly that there would be a performance by a certain individual who resides in Minneapolis. <laughs> who's no longer with us. <laughs> who's no longer with us. Dang it. I was about to say Troy Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Rapper Troy Hudson. Who's, who, who, was, who, if we went out to his spot, in Paisley Park would perform live. And so hundreds, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of people of which I was one canceled our outgoing flights and got later flights <laughs> out of many at great expense personally <laughs> so that we could stay. So, cause we thought, all right, 
we'll be here all night probably because that's what he oh, usually yeah. does oh, <laughs> the 3 a.m concert and so we'll have to leave later on sunday okay how much is that gonna cost oh another three or four hundred david all right put me down for it because it's the purple one <laughs> Lo and behold, everybody busses out to Paisley Park. You go to the stage, stage ain't set up. And you go, that's odd. <laughs> it means there's going to be a performance. <laughs> you think there'd be some instruments out there? You think there'd be people, people scurrying about the stage, making sure the sound checks are right, you know? Check one, check two, that sort of thing. And uh, was not delivered upon, you know? And then we were told afterwards, well, we never actually said it. And I'm like, no, you didn't say it, but you intimated it. Right. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do out there? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and Marcus, the thing that was the thing that was really the worst part is that they literally are selling bean pies in the in the in the lobby. I'm not kidding. The bros are selling bean pies. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Now I'm supposed to buy a bean pie while I'm here. And Marcus, you weren't allowed to, to have any cameras or your cell yeah, phones. No phones. Like you had nothing. to check them in. So yes. it couldn't take any pictures. Didn't wow. even get any pictures to show for it. So like right when you walk in, there was the motorcycle from Purple Rain. It's sitting right in the lobby as we're waiting yeah. to go in. And man, did I want to get a picture like riding on a right. motorcycle from Purple Rain, right? <laughs> like that would be a great picture to have. Nope. Didn't even come away with it. that. Yeah, so I, right, I got so tied word this to early. the NBA. So it, was just a, NBA. it was just a tour. Yeah, it was just a I tour. Mean, Paisley Park. Basically, it was just a tour, and then he, he came music. out. I had left because I was angry. Yeah, I left by that point too. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and said, "You know, I'm sorry. I didn't. You know, we weren't playing. None of my, none of my, you know, band is here. They're all scattered about the country playing somewhere. Um, you know." I, I didn't realize that that had been promised or it had even been hinted at. Um, but I just wanted to come out and say, thank you for coming and appreciate you coming. And of course, nobody could take a picture because nobody had a phone. So, <laughs> so, <Wow. it> was, <laughs> so but yes, so I, I have... listened to, all, to NBA because there was a time when this happened. Of course, I wasn't covering the NBA then, but go ahead, Jay. So I have, I have three prints all-star NBA all-star weekend stories first bad is the next two much better so in Minneapolis in 94 all-star weekend as first all-star game I covered there's work going around oh Prince is going to have people out he's going to perform out of Paisley Park you need to get a pass this that the other um and so I didn't know how to get my hands on one of these passes uh the fabulous Kelly Carter who was covering the Lakers back then uh she said she had one um but like she was going to give it to somebody else so i never got my hands on a pass i never made it and i just heard it was great like he played to like five in the morning like tevin campbell came out like it was like people still talk about it to this day so i missed out on that one um all-star weekend in las vegas 2007 uh a nightmare all-star weekend in many ways but oh one yeah thing I, that got, I got out trapped at the mgm at the weed party <laughs> 
Boy, MGM was like half baked. I'm looking. Oh yeah. I mean, I was staying there. You walked through the lobby, and hey, yeah, they you shut were down. They shut sure. down the tables. That's how bad it was. Like, yeah, we Damn. Damn. realize how yeah. messed up things have to be for them to shut for, down. The for t- Vegas bruh. to say, nah, we're good. Hey, <laughs> but all my cousins was was blazing, was kicking it on the tables, hollering. I was like, yo, this is wild. Yeah, Marcus. <laughs> half of Oakland was up in Vegas. That oh weekend. yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them was your people's. I walk in the street. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> Half of Oakland was the Yes, they were. They, they but, came with products. Man, but but fortunately, <laughs> I got off the strip and Prince was doing a residency at the Reno, at the Rio Hotel at that time. And he was doing after shows like in a restaurant in the lobby. Wow. And so, like, if you could yeah. get in, you could see him in this little venue. Um, so there was a restaurant, then there was an even smaller private dining area. And that's where I was able to get into. Thanks to my boy, Mike Phillips, who was playing saxophone with him, um, during that residency. And so, um, <laughs> uh, I was able to get in like a 50 room, 50 person capacity room. And so Prince, they were doing a jam session. So, um, he did one of his songs, um, but he was doing Sade, Led Zeppelin, like some old jazz tunes. It was amazing. Yeah. So about 5 30 in the morning. So that was that was that 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 made up for not seeing him in Minneapolis. And then I was able to catch him at the he performed at the Michael Jordan party in 2015 in New York. And um went on at about one in the morning and did about an hour. Um and it was just phenomenal. So like I ended on a good note. That wound up being the last time I saw him play live um i probably saw him a half dozen times over the course of my life i was very fortunate um that was the last time and it it was a great concert man (laughs) a great concert it it took a lot to get in took me about an hour to get in i was on the list and everything and just getting in was just a crush i finally finally made it in and then uh, ariana grande performed and then later the the building was like in two parts and i was up in the vip area on one side and I thought I was good. I thought I'd be primed for like when Prince came out. Now I'm sitting looking around like, where did everybody go? And then everyone had gone <laughs> over to the other VIP. part where the stage was, where Prince was performing. Right. Unbeknownst to me. But I did catch most of the concerts. It was all Right. Those are my Prince. Jay, were you at the one in D.C. where Snoop and them performed? Yeah, at the Armory. At the Armory. That was fantastic. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. I wound up like sneaking in a side door and like getting, <laughs> like right up in the front. That was one of the great. I mean, that was really good because everybody, a lot of people in my life were there because it was D.C. I think my sister was there. My wife, who never goes to anything, was there. Like it was really. So you're in favor good. of having an all-star game in your town. Marcus, it's coming your way. What? In 25? I mean, it's going to San Francisco. San Francisco. I mean, that's your back. <laughs> hey, just because it's across the bay doesn't mean oh, people ain't going to be hitting you up. A little different. So, oh, yeah, no so no you know, having it in, it's been in L.A. multiple times. It was in Chicago here when I was here uh, a few years ago in 2019, 2020, right before the pandemic. Right. It was weird. Right, like the, right, right. That's the, right. The, the weird memory of that, because like. It was right after COVID. 2020. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Kobe had died. Um, um, David Stern had passed away. So it was kind of somber. Yeah. You know, those awful. two things were, yes. were hanging I mean, it was over the city. Mentally. And then it was super cold. And yeah. then um, it's funny that I remember somebody asked Adam Silver during his press conference about the bet. It just it felt like coronavirus was on the other side of the world. Yeah. And the only impact it made was you notice that, you know, that normally you'd have a lot of Chinese and, and Japanese reporters there. And none of them were there. And right. so 
that was noticeable, the lack of Asian reporters. Um, but it still didn't feel like, you know, everyone's still getting a party on, everyone, everyone's still doing their thing. And then, you know, about a month later, wham, everything yeah. shut down. Um, but Marcus, you don't want it. I, I don't know, Dave, you have good memories. I don't have great memories from when it was in LA. That was it. No, the rest of it was everyone terrible. Was hitting me Not up. terrible. Not no, terrible. Everyone's hitting you was, up. Oh, where's the hookup? Where's the hookup? Where's the hookup? The last one that was here. The last one that was here, I wasn't even an NBA reporter yet. It was two thousand. It rained somewhere. Yeah. It rained. The, it rained rain, the yeah. entire time we were there in Oakland. From yeah. the, I'm not kidding. From the second we no, left, no the second we landed to the second we took off, five days. That's rain. how I got in. It that's how I got. Boring. That's how I got to cover it because I got. Remember NBA the jam session when it was like a tent outside? Yes, they, yes. They yes. sent me. Yeah. I was like, I was covering like high school and college, and they right. sent me to cover that. And then I worked my way into the dunk contest. Yeah, right. it was. So it was I went miserable. to dunk contest. Terrible. I mean, it was like, that it was, was the Vince Carter dunk contest. Vince Carter dunk contest. It was Vince Carter's dunk contest. So that was phenomenal. They actually be it, in yeah. there. Um, yes, that you was know, great. And, and dunk contests are best watched. You know, I think on TV, so you can see the replay. Um, I don't know if they True, had it. Did they have, did they have a screen? They, they, they had it on. The, they had the jump. Yeah, no, but yeah, okay, they, they did have yeah, one. Yeah, I just remember um, Allen Iverson and them because I was like enamored. I was like, "There's Allen Iverson." That's when like <laughs> media could get real low. They right. were going nuts. They're going nuts. Everyone's going nuts. Like, no, that was the best dunk. That was the best dunk contest I've ever seen in person. I didn't. I wasn't there for Jordan and and Dominique, but so that was the best individual performance. To That's me, the I mean. best contest that I've seen in person, and I think the best ever was Toronto, mm -hmm. with with Aaron Gordon, Gordon and, Zach, and, and, and Zach. Zach Levine. Yeah, that um, was pretty good. Be, be, that because, was good. That was because good. the 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 Chicago one in what was that eighty eight? David Nick yeah. versus Jordan. That was that one. We had seen all those dunks had been done before. I know, you know but not that guys, well. Those guys had done those dunks. I mean, yeah, the the pressure, the the, the not that well, drama, one after another the, though. The drama. But we'd seen Jordan from the free throw line before. We'd see Dominique bring it down low right, before. Right. We'd seen Jordan lean in like he'd done this. All those dunks have been seen before. Zach Levine jackknifing over a mascot? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that right. was new. Zach Levine going between the legs from the free throw line? That we hadn't seen before. Yeah, so no, that dunk contest was crazy. That, the, that le the, the level, crazy. the imagination, the way they it took it great. to the, the next execution level. too. It wasn't execution. like a lot of yeah. Yeah, the one were. in Brooklyn that was that the next year or the year before was was really good too because Zach Levine was in that one as well. Yeah, 2016. It was good. Yeah, they it actually they had two good years. Aaron Gordon dunking over Taco Fall yeah. here right. in Chicago was pretty good. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. like it, it's amazing. Like if I. I I think I did a, a picture like composition of, you know, the, the jackknife dunk over the mascot, the taco fall dunk. And to think th that guy didn't win either of those dunk contests. Right. It, it's right. just something right. wrong that needs to be rectified. We need a banner. Right. You know what? You know who deserves you know, a, banner? a banner? Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Gordon deserves a banner. He I mean, literally he took a seat in the air. Put <laughs> <laughs> an Aaron Gordon banner next to, um, next to the, the next Nuggets to, championship. The, the Nuggets title Aaron Gordon, like, He's 50s, like like 50 pluses <laughs> in the dunk contest. He deserves a banner for not winning something. Aaron Gordon deserves a banner. Fortunately for me, J.A., I happen to be residing in the same area as another far more contemporary fella. So I don't have to worry about people reaching out to me because everybody's just going to call Mark Spears. And he's going <laughs> to. Oh, Spears is going to get yeah. blown. Spears is the one. Oh. Who's gonna have the tough tie with the with the All Star game? Man. I'm, I'm gonna try true. to hit him. You know, 
try to get an invite. I'm going to hit him, too. Like, hey, serious, can I get the- You know, he, he's, he's <laughs> a part of that, that that swank exclusive, you know, yeah, club, club he's in. Spot. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's nice to be him. I'm, yeah. So I'm, you know I'm what I remember most from, right. you know what I remember most from 01, though, Marcus? You know, <laughs> this was funny. <laughs> or for 2000? 2000, right. 2000. So, you know, every year, at least they used to do this. I don't know if they still do it, but every year they would Did they stop out, after this? I think they, they might have stopped. stopped after this. Jay, they will bring out somebody representing the next city, right? So it was like the Olympics. Like you would bring right, in right. somebody the for the next Olympiad, right? And like figuratively pass the torch. So this this time they thought they'd be cute because Chris Cohen was hated so much by Warriors fans, the owner. They thought, well, we'll, we'll sanitize this. We'll bring him out with MJ because yeah. the next game was in Washington the following yeah. year. <laughs> I've never seen a human being get Yo, booed that bad. They booed that man. Oh they booed that man so oh relentlessly. It was un- I've never been more proud of my city. <laughs> I mean, it was a cascade. It was oh, it was and it didn't stop. It went yeah, out for no, like 30 was, seconds. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. He never hey. He never, I don't think he showed his face again. I think he never, never spoke, never did an interview, never came out again. (laughs) Sold the team 10 years later. And the the thing is, like, David, you know, like, all star games, it's usually not like the home crowd because it's so corporate. The league has so many of the tickets. And they give all the tickets away to their corporate right. partners, right? Like all star uh, games are usually kind of dead. Some nah, of we stuck, you know, we, we stuck in. We took over that thing like the MGM Grand <laughs> Dice Game. Like, we, <laughs> <laughs> we was in that. <laughs> Yo, I've never heard anybody get booed like that in my life. I, I actually was, felt bad for them. I'm like, damn, it was bad. They did. They was trying to be slick though. Go stand next to MJ. <laughs> Now MJ caught all kinds of strays that day. Like MJ was like, "Yo, who am I standing next to? This is crazy." Who is this? Well, it's, I mean, it's, you know it's I mean? like, like when Laker got booed on on was it Chris Mullins. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris Mullins, Mullins retirement. Jersey retirement. Yeah, you, you know it's bad when Rick Barry got to grab the mic. Rick yeah, Barry grabs like, the hey. mic and like, "Come on, you guys!" I was like, "You're not, you're not making this better." Come on, you guys, have some class. You know, Rick right, Barry. Stop like, it. Yeah. <laughs> he turned into Grandpa he, he Rick. In. You know, so I wasn't there for the back to him, They booed him again. So, you know, it's funny that there's a whole bunch of us who weren't actually in the building that day. So we were all up in in the Bay uh-huh. for for the weekend, but then um, Tiger Woods had that winning streak going this is 2000 this is tiger woods at his yep. peak yeah so right, right. he takes the lead or he's he's in the hunt uh sunday down at tory pines in san diego oh wow. so me uh, mike wilbon sean powell a bunch of us got on like a southwest flight first thing in the morning and flew down to san diego to cover tiger woods going for trying to keep that winning streak alive we, he wound up losing to phil mickelson and I'll never forget we're walking on the sides. We all I, I don't know how we all got credentials so quickly, but we're all down there walking inside the ropes. And Sean Powell came this close to stepping on Tiger Woods' ball. Oh, <laughs> damn. Could you imagine that? that? Like, slam, right? Wasn't that Tiger Slam? Well, that was the year that he yeah. won everything, right? Yeah. So, well, the, he didn't win the ma- he didn't win the Masters, but he won the U.S. Open. Like he won the other three and then won the Masters the next year. Won, won right? the British Open and won the PGA Championship. So that was Tiger at his best. That, that was yeah. peak Tiger. Yeah. So we all went down, and, and Phil Mickelson actually got him down there. Um, so yeah. I, I I don't remember anything about I, – I just remember hearing about Cohen getting booed. I don't remember anything about that All-Star oh game. <laughs> it was just – hey, so hey, he ain't, he ain't been 
in public since. Like, it's like literally nobody. Throw him into hiding. He won't. Yeah, he won't talk to nobody. He put he put Robert Rao as the face of the franchise. He's like, you know right, what I'm you, saying? You got this. That now. might. Like, Jay, yeah. Hey, Marcus, we might have to collaborate on that for the for 25 because it'll be tw- 19 in 2025. It'll be 25 years. We might have to do a. We have to do a piece of respect. Oh, especially it'll be back in the bay. Absolutely, right, right. I well, mean, I mean he, he definitely got to revisit the dunk contest. I, I, Zach Harper That's did true. a great. Um, he did a great oral history of the Vince Carter dunk contest. Um, yeah, but yeah. It, 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 it's worth it's worth doing again. I want to do the booing. <laughs> I want to I want to get a copy of the booing and play it for like the Philharmonic Society and get their review of the melodic harmony of. <laughs> Of the arena in Oakland. See how? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, most booing, it's not captured on the broadcast, right? Right. Usually, right, and, right. and sometimes when it's mixed, it's it's hard to tell when you're watching the broadcast, like like what mixed. the percentage I is. How I wonder if it's like that. Yeah, but in the building, it was no, it like, wasn't mixed. Yo, <laughs> <this is> crazy. <laughs> I mean, some people had to be clapping for MJ, right? Like. It's Michael Jordan. I, you can hear him. Was, hear him. I couldn't hear him. I couldn't hear him. All I heard was the booze. That's what. Hey, that was the, that's a that was a life changing moment. That dude has never been the same since then. <laughs> Disappeared. <laughs> At least Disappeared. Joe Joe Lakeup promised the banner and right. got booed. Right. <laughs> and right. then delivered. Like you got you got you got to bounce back after that. You got to bounce so, back. You, you can't walk funny, away. I, if you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man and the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I was just reading a story about how like Monte Ellis was at the game with his kids. Oh right? yeah, and yeah, him and his wife. Steph, yeah, yeah, like Steph would catch up. Like, when did they get cool? Because like they ran him out to to clear the way for Steph, right? Like because right. they weren't coexisting all that well, right? It was that that is one of the weird relationships. Uh, Steph used to admire Monte so much. I don't before think Monte, he, before he played with him, right? No, like while he oh, played with when them, he was- like Steph, I'll never forget this. Steph looked because Mate, the first the first day of training camp was media day. And that's where everybody used to sit at a table. Mate comes out, was like, 
can't win, can't win with him, can't win with two little guards. I mean, he basically was like, yeah, we can't win together. You can't win like that. Like Steph's first day, we like. Yeah, that's what I remember. But Steph was like, all right, I'm about to win him over. Right, like that's right. the Steph thing. Like I'm going to that's win Monte Steph over. Does, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> literally, he was not. He was like, okay, I'm gonna win Monte over. And I think he he did end up winning Monte over. There was a period because Monte's real beef was with Don Nelson. That's what his beef was with. His beef was Don mm. Nelson and the Warriors. Because remember the Warriors when he when he lied about the moped and busted up his ankle. <laughs> right, he said right, it was right, basketball, right. and then right, right, he's right, mad right. at Nelly for that. He no, he was mad at the organization for that because. Like they were essentially saying, we reserve the right to void your contract because he had just yes, signed the contract. Right. And he right. was like, just void it or not, it was like, like pick a size. Like sixty-six million, million, something million? Like that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, eleven. Yeah. It was like six, like sixty-six, sixty or six. sixty-six million. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I remember that number. It was, it was an exorbitant yeah. contract. Yeah, the they, they were like, if you come back, we are gonna hold it over your head. We are gonna see how you look first. And he didn't like that. He was like, either void it or don't. But like, yeah. don't make me sit like this. But then Nelly was always on his case about, you know, being professional and all that. Him and Nelly just clashed from style of play. You know, Nelly likes a certain type of player. Monte yes. didn't really fit it. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. Like Steve Nash was he was from Steve Nash and Baron Davis to Monte. Just a different type of player. But there was a stretch where Monte was like out for a minute. And Nelly was like, here, Steph, this is your team now. And Steph went nuts. I mean, absolutely <laughs> nuts. He was like dropping triple doubles. Like he, he almost like took rookie of the year from uh, Tyreek Evans. Like he was on one. And right, then right, right. I think after that, Monte was like, okay, this dude's pretty good. And then they were cool after that. And I remember the moment Steph was very happy when, because they used to do this thing where, you know, you come in and you slap the hands of the guy you're coming in for. Right. And when Monte would finally like slap his hand, because Monte would just walk, he was just, he coming out the game, he mad, he ain't, he ain't no high fives, let you go to the bench. He came out the game and he slapped Steph's hand. Steph, I'm sitting courtside. Steph looked at me, was like, I told you, I told you I was gonna get him. <laughs> I told you his mission was to win him over. Like wow. he, 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 it was his vet. Like it was the guy he came into the league with, right? Because before that, remember, it was Steven Jackson. <laughs> Steven Jackson asked for a trade like he signed a three-year extension and then asked for a trade like the, the, the five games into the season and then immediately they like, like <laughs> Steven Jackson fleeced this dude like he had two years he got a three-year extension and then demanded the trade it's one of the great hustles of all time and was calling the shot before he was gonna do right. it. Like, give me an extension I'm gonna be like why would you extend you got two years left and he got him an extension five years like and then was like yeah I don't wanna be here no more I'm out <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most gangster moves I've ever seen. I love this thing so much. So, so, so just when Monte and Steph were cool, and then they got Monte up out of there. Then they got Monte up out of there. Yep. And and wow. that's why the fans were booing Lake up that time at the Mullen party, right? Because they were no mad. Because they were because a lot of it Monte was, was love it. it yeah. it's, it's funny to think like it's it's unimaginable now, right, Marcus? That. Monte was the more beloved between him and Steph at the time, just because Steph didn't have any Man, equity. You got to understand, like as a as a Warriors fan, it's like like you were saying about Chicago, like with the Warriors fan, you didn't have to beat the guys, but man, just for one game, go out and play with the best dudes in the league. Like just go be it. That's why Jason Richardson is one of the most beloved players in Warriors history. Like when Jay Rich comes, people go crazy because Jay Rich, for what six seven years, however long he was there, he wasn't better than Kobe. But he can go get 25 with him. Like, Kobe go get 35 and win the game. 
But Jay right. Rich was out there with him, and that's all you wanted as a Warrior fan. That's what Monte was. Monte's like, yo, I'm about to go get 30. Like, right, I'm, right, I'm right, not going right, to play right. no defense, and we ain't going to win. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but, we, but I'm going to get 30. And that's people love Monte. He was exciting, yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it's weird in hindsight. It's one of those big – one of the big misses my fans of all time, right? <laughs> you, know, funny, you know what I'm a fan of? That, that reminds me of, you know, appreciation, fan appreciation. So I don't I don't like the premature scores table hops. I don't like hanging those, you know, minimal banners, the divisional <laughs> minimal banners. banners. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm a banner snob. Yes, I am. I, I grew up with the Lakers. What can I say? But you know what I'm a fan of? I'm a fan of the organic – fan applause for a team whose season ends early but who gave it all they had so one that stands out to me i was in the building for was uh the the 2010 oklahoma city thunder and they lose in the first round of the lakers and I was they trailer, won 23 games their first course. season in oklahoma so city the second season they jump up to 50 they double it more than double it they jump up to 50 and they gave the lakers a pretty good run in the first round and they lose at home in game six like Last second shot, I think, by Pau Gasol, tip in. And um, and the fans gave him a standing ovation, even though they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Why? Because they appreciated how far that team had come. That I'm a fan of. You know, that, and that's the, something that, you know, they don't make banners for that or rings or something like that. But I really, I like, I like when, when a fan base can say, you know what? You guys are going home early, but we appreciate what you did. Here's a standing ovation on your way out. Hold your head high. That I like. Right. I don't like getting on the scorer's table after the first round. I like when teams, when fans appreciate and send off their, their heroes uh, for a job well done, even if it's a first-round exit. You know, it's funny you say that because my favorite all-time example of that also happened in Oklahoma City. When Kevin Durant made his first return back, Oh, it was that was one of the most <laughs> that was one of the most intense environments I've ever been in, like to the point where it was very uncomfortable. Like it was like that was this, like LeBron this, coming back to Cleveland. It was. Yeah, if, if, if I, that's probably what it felt like. It's the worst exactly environment like I've ever been in. It was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Like the hatred was palpable. And then, of course, obviously, it's the Warriors, right? They they blew them dudes out. It was like they were, you know, they were down by like thunders down by like 20 something. You know, they waved the white flag. <laughs> They gave them a standing ovation, <laughs> like down twenty something. Oh, it was clapping! Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I've never this seen this team get just just, so just for just for staying like, in Oklahoma yeah, City, right? Russ, just for fighting back, and you know, like they were, <laughs> they were so proud of the Thunder in like a twenty-five point loss. It was like it was unbelievable. They just Russ checked out and got a standing ovation. When down twenty five, I've never seen anything like that. But but Marcus, was that appreciation for Russ or was it hating on KD? It was a were, bit were of they, both. Were they channeling their hatred of KD that. through their applause? Like, but they they Russ. did love Russ because he stayed right. It was like Russ they was one of us, stayed. yeah, because right. he stayed. That's right. And then you know Russ was taking all them subliminal shots. He's wearing a photography vest. Remember he's cupcake. doing like, all that little <laughs> stuff. Did the cupcake thing, and everybody in the right. crowd had cupcakes and all that. So <laughs> you know, then they had a few words on the court, but yeah. They were ready to fight for Russ that night. Yeah, and I love standing ovation. Did, did you really? Did you have like any fear? Because I remember I was at no, ESPN. No, it felt uncomfortable. It felt yeah. Uncomfortable. I was at ESPN and they asked me if I wanted to go to uh, to Cleveland for LeBron's return. I'm like, I, we I don't want to be in Cleveland. a building with twenty thousand no. angry people. You know what it made me think about? It made me think about the Celtics back in the day. Like, I don't know if I would want to go. Right. To, to like, some like of them the games, like, finals. especially yeah, hear right. how Bill right. Russell was talking about him. I was like. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I bet a lot of 
I will tell you this. As I was at the Cleveland game, it was not good. It was not good. It was as it was as uncomfortable as I've ever been. You know, and I, I just now, wouldn't I want hear, that. Like I didn't hear anybody say anything uh, like I heard in Boston Garden in 1989 <laughs> <laughs> for Game Five between the Knicks and the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. that's how I felt that way in Oklahoma City for that game. Cleveland yeah. definitely takes you there. Cleveland gets you there during that little get, run. Yeah, but I yeah. remember, remember, uh, Warriors buried in them in Utah in 07. Like that was like, oh, ooh, I, that yeah. was that ooh, was. Yeah. I was like, yo, it's palpable. I mean, first All off, right. just the you know, it's just the angry look on everybody's face, and you know, <laughs> the crowds are very like you know, it's very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the hegemony he- in the crowd is very obvious. It's very, yes. <laughs> yes. But, but very us versus I mean, I, I, crowd, I was there. Right? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I was there with with the Lakers for some series, and so obviously those teams had history. I mean, those those the Jazz and the Warriors they didn't really have beef though, no. right? Like, nah. I just I think Stephen Jackson and Baron Davis were just like not the Jazz. Just drew type. it out. Yeah, they just. You know, Barons Hollywood, Stephen Jackson, right. you know, and keep in mind, this is also post Malice in the Palace with Stephen Jackson, right. right? So it was like the the venom, and then they upset Dallas. So they were the upstart team. Everybody was talking about them. It right. was just like, yo, that was like my first remember Derek Fisher came. That's when Derek Fisher's daughter right. had the right. situation. Right. He had to come back right. late. So he was like the hero. But I just that was one of my I, no, that was that was literally my first postseason playoff. Experience wow. like the Dallas one before that, but the Warriors hadn't been to the playoffs, so it was like sitting there. It was like, and you're in, the, you're basically amongst the fans, right? You're like, yo, yeah, yeah. Oh, because that, <laughs> that was wow. when you you sat like like three right, rows up. Side, that was side, that was when yeah. you used to have to go if you had to go to the bathroom during the game. You had to wait yeah, for you had time to out, walk, and absolutely. you had to walk on the court and walk oh, around yes, the huddle. Yes, you're <laughs> like, yo, so please don't those let seats were great. Bad. You were right in the mix. I love those seats in Salt Lake. Yes, please don't let all right, Jay. Um, let's get. Let, I want to get you out of here on, on something slightly less toxic, but also about about fans and players. And you recall back in the day when in the Magic years when the Lakers played Golden State in the playoffs, and they literally no run TMC, okay. and they brought run DMC out. I remember that. Before the game. I, I remember the line. I'll, I'll quote yeah. you what Magic had to say afterwards. <laughs> Tell the story, Dan. No, I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. They brought, Magic said they brought Run DMC out to do the introductions. Wasn't that it? Yeah. Yeah. They had yeah. Jam Master J out there in the turntables and everything, <laughs> right? Right. right. <laughs> but for, for our young listeners, it was uh, Run, TM, Run TMC. It was Tim Hardaway. Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond, that was their right. thing, right? Like that so was their thing. That, that was the good. coin thing. Run TMC right. was what the Bay was about back then. Right. They brought right. the actual Run DMC <laughs> to in the house. Run TMC. <laughs> right. And man, it was prolonged. Yes. And it was extensive. And you could just see the Lakers after there, like, okay, y'all want to, yeah. you know, have all this stuff. And you sure you want to get on this train? So. <laughs> You know, the Lakers smacked him around, and I'll never forget Magic Johnson in the interview afterward. He says, you don't party on the Lakers. 
<laughs> that was the word. You don't party on the Lakers. <laughs> they want to have a party, have run DMC. No, you don't party <laughs> on the Lakers. <laughs> Let no, that be a lesson to you. You don't party on the Lakers. <laughs> man, you can't party on the Lakers, man. Come on. Why you can't party on the Lakers? Come on. Don't man. party on the Lakers. No. no. They don't hang the business because they're about that serious business. They're not nah, here to win not. a division. They're not here to celebrate conference championships. They're not, they're not here, here to hang for all this not here to hang stuff, ISD this banner. pregame stuff when it's time to play playoff <laughs> basketball. You don't party on the Lakers. Love that attitude. <laughs> Man, it, it, was, it was a rare moment for, for the Warriors to be in a spotlight, you know. They, they, they... <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Yeah, I, I was trying was to wild. think, like, the Warriors, prior, it, it, it's so different because – you know, I mean, you know, I, I, this is a dynasty. I don't think we're and we can get into semantics, but there's been a dynasty, right? With with yeah, Steph yes. and Clay and Draymond. Um, we haven't gotten into Draymond, but <laughs> that that's another podcast. I'm sure you guys have plenty of words. <laughs> but but um, you know, prior to that, all the Warriors stuff was one-offs. You know, that one championship in the '70s, and then Run TMC. Correct me if I'm wrong, Marcus. They won one playoff series, right? One playoff series. One playoff and series. Our, and our deities. Right. Yeah. It's still that's below. what I'm saying. Some and, people and, stand and, on and, scores and, tables, and, bro. And, like, and the We Believe team, but the We Believe, believe team well, one playoff won series. one playoff series. <laughs> and beloved to this day. Yeah, they got legends. their own Absolutely. throwback jerseys, right? That they were so it's it's funny, but but again, that's that's different. They they didn't hang a banner for run TMC, even though all those guys are in the hall of fame. So like their banners are their their jerseys are all retired, right? Because yeah. they're on the Hall of Fame, so like, but it's crazy that together they won one playoff. You would think, the based on their reverence, that they did more than that, right? Yeah, but no, nah, like, they won they one playoff series. Final one playoff nah, series. They won one playoff series. They did, and <laughs> we believe, like Matt Barnes and them, they won one, one playoff, playoff series. series. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and but so, that that's, but, it was that dire that that's all it took. You win one playoff series, you become legend in the bay. Because but, we, but, unlike J.A., stand on scores tables for our moments. That's what we do. But those guys, they didn't stand on the scores table, though, right? Uh, uh, Mully oh, wasn't did Steven Jackson life. score? Stand, did they, what did they do after they beat the Mavericks? They, did anybody get on the table? Nah, did somebody take their shirt they off? They just talked cash. They just talked cash. That's it. <laughs> but you know what? Let, let the fans do off. it. That, that's, that's the whole thing. If it's organic, let the fans do it. So, Baron again, those teams are up. beloved. I mean, don't care, one playoff series winning teams are beloved. Conference semifinals <laughs> making that's the extent they're beloved. But, you know, I'm here for that. I'm, I'm, here for, I'm here for the reverence for those one series winning teams more than I'm here for the raising of a banner for winning a division or for winning the, the in-season tournament. Yes. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll never forget. I'll never forget one last time. I'll never forget in uh, Dallas. Remember, I, I think it was like game two. Uh, Steven Jackson and Baron Davis got ejected because they stole game one. And then they almost stole game two. They got ejected. And, you know, in Dallas, as they walk through the tunnel, they got that glass window where it's like a yes, bar or something yes. down there. So, yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're like, as the Warriors are walking out, they're all like jeering. And I'm trying to do like a walk-off interview with Steven Jackson. So they're all going crazy. They're banging on windows. And he's talking to me. And then he stops at the window. He's like, hold on real quick. Puts his bag down, pulls out a wad. I mean, the biggest wad of cash I've ever seen in my life, and just started dancing in front of the window. Like, <laughs> then put it back, picked up his bag, and finished the interview. I was like, <laughs> these days winning. That reminds me of time. Quick, quick legends, Shaq story yeah. for you. Quick Shaq story. So, uh, Brian Shaw's in the locker room with the Lakers, and, and, uh, 
he needed some. So Lakers, they they gave everyone like two tickets, and then the players had to buy any additional tickets after that. And so um, B. Shaw goes over to Shaq, and he's like, Shaq, I, I need some money. Um, you know, I got to buy a couple more tickets. And Shaq <laughs> smiles, pulls out a wad like cash, like as big as my wallet. He goes, you came to the right place, brother. <laughs> he says, you know what they call me? Ah. Big money, man. <laughs> I'll never forget. Like, he was like, happy. You, know, most people, you, you don't want to like throw money around, but like Shaq was happy that his Shaq boy was like, happy yeah, to help yeah. his friend. Happy he to help his friend. Right he, says, he says, I always got money for the creator of the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I'll never forget. He goes, you came to the right place, brother. <laughs> I, mean, I man, I want that kind of money where I'm happy somebody asking me for money. Because right? yeah. they gave him an excuse yeah. to break out his wallet. He yeah, was like, happy yeah. he had an excuse to pull out his wallet. It was just chilling there, like you know, in his little locker, and he just reached in and grabbed it, and was smiling for all to see. That's that's Shaq money, baby. That's right there. I love that's, it. That's love him, the diesel. The league I love, Jay. The league I love. I love those guys. I love this league. They are. I love y'all. Thanks for having me uh, come on to share these stories with you. Oh, man. Fantastic. All right, y'all. Leave that five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Marcus, if they can't leave them five stars, what do they need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. We're going to get Oakland to boo you. <laughs> Who you like, Chris Cohen? Entire <laughs> arena. They didn't even have a name for the arena. It was the arena in Oakland. The Oakland Alameda <laughs> County Coliseum Arena. <laughs> they had a, they the had arena. five names for it, Marcus. They had yeah, plenty yeah. of names. They had no shortage of names. The Oakland Alameda County <laughs> Coliseum Arena. <laughs> Just they still booed him. It's t- As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.